Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. Mitchell Santaga, also of SmokinTobacco.com. Uh, I'm in the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios. He joins us from beautiful British Columbia. In the Gurkha Cigar Studios, uh, Mitchell. We uh, we don't have we don't have conventional guests tonight. We uh, we have some media guests with us, and we'll get to that in a second. So uh, definitely a different kind of show tonight. Um, how's it going? How's it going up there in Canada? I hear there's uh, I hear there's some some smoky wildfires that are going yeah. on. I'm not sure if it's nesting into your area. I mean, it's definitely here in you know the upper Northeast. Um, but uh, what's going on up there in Canada? You guys burning it down or what? Yeah, we're uh, we're we're burning the country down. That's for sure. Um, all the way on the west coast here, we've got a few fires, but uh, on the east coast, it's really, really raging. Uh, I'm sure a few people have seen some of the dreary pictures. It kind of looks like apocalyptic over there. I didn't even uh, know about sky. it until like yesterday or today. I mean, I was like, "What's, yeah. what's going on here?" Well, the the thing about that is, it really depends on where the wind is blowing. Um, yeah. So you could be like you know, an hour away from a town and be totally clear. And then a couple towns later, just because the wind's blowing smoke into that area, it's like literally just like I said, apocalyptic. It, it, it looks apocalyptic. Last year we had the same thing. Uh, like we're beside Alberta. So Alberta tends to get a lot of forest fires. Uh, and then our interior British Columbia gets a lot of forest fires. And uh, if, if the wind blows this way, it's uh, it's bad. But uh, yeah, I'm outside. It's about 85, almost 90 degrees today. Uh, nice. It's pretty hot out. My allergies are absolutely destroying me. Uh, I don't think I have stopped crying for the last hour. You've been crying. So, wow, what a baby. Yeah, just my eyes and my nose. So we'll see. We'll we'll get through this. It's but, called uh, Claritin. You should. Uh, I don't know. I don't, maybe you I don't just, have that in Canada. I just took a Claritin. Uh, we'll see if it kicks in halfway through the show, hopefully. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful day. Besides the uh, besides the slight haze from the smokes in our interior, it's a it's an absolutely beautiful day. And I see but, uh, <clears throat> you're keeping with tradition. You're keeping your. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think this is consecutive. I don't think that we've missed a show, and this includes any spare note show you've been on, by the way. Um, that you haven't worn the Benjamin Dakota Rogers shirt, and th- this is this yeah. is basically your show outfit now. This is you. This is the only shirt you're allowed till to I wear. Till I get a till I get a smoking tobacco shirt. <laughs> They're they've been ordered, so you should have them yeah. soon. As yeah. as another Matt I know would say, you'll have it soon. Um, well, I would say, yeah, very soon, very soon. You also, you know, I'm not gonna get into it, but. You know, I figured I'd I'd I had a whole mastermind plan to this. So Mitchell lives in Canada. So getting cigars or any of the cigar swag, just anything to Mitchell in Canada is a pain in the ass. Um, if you don't know what it's like to get tobacco products from the United States into Canada, let me just save you the time. Don't do it. Um, it's a it's a pain in the ass. So uh, normally what happens is uh, a little behind the curtain, as Cigar Coop would call it, um, you know, getting stuff to Mitchell is tricky. It has to be scheduled. It has to be coordinated. Um, and there's many yep. different things we do. Um, but recently um, I sent him something, no tobacco products, 
just some swag stuff that he requested and I said sure and I'll send that to him um, and I so this is the thing I'm not going to discuss like what it is because that's nobody's business uh, nothing that's bad it's just nobody's business um, but all of the items you requested I sent to you what I didn't tell yes. you is I threw in a bonus item mm. and that's all I'm going to tell you and I waited until we were on the show to tell you that. Ooh, I'm excited. Bonus item. You have a bonus item. So I'm excited because I know it's gonna it's gonna like rock your world when you see it. But ooh, um, it's a bonus item. So well, and hopefully I know that I know that it was, I know that I know that you only requested the two things that you requested. But I said fuck it. And if anything happens, I take full responsibility, both morally <laughs> and financially. So it's uh, there you go. It's a little little nugget for you. I am. Um, Thank you. I'm <laughs> we, excited. I'm we, excited. We have two guests with us. You, you guys probably know these guys from Monday nights. That's right. It's Matt and Garrett from. Sorry, where is my drop down? There it is. It's Matt and Garrett from How About That Cigar, and there they are, live from Minnesota. There they are. What's going on, boys? I want to know when we're getting the smoking tobacco butt plugs too. Oh, <laughs> you killed those, the surprise. those are special order and they're, they're made to fit. So the surprise. they're made to fit. So we'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come in for a fitting. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're bespoke. It is. It is, it is a whole thing. It is a whole thing. It's a, it's a whole. Thing. It's a whole. Depends it's a whole thing. It's a whole. <laughs> Does it use batteries? Um, well, that depends. <laughs> it depends what model you want. So, ah, <laughs> uh, uh, man, guys, it's, I'm so excited to have you here with us tonight. Thank you very much. The um, the schedule for the show has been a little wonky, so um, this kind of got put together last minute. But I'm happy because it, it, we're here and it worked for the most part. Um, my original plan was to kind of do a PCA pregame show uh, at the end of the month. But now we're all here, so we're going to kind of do it now, and it's close enough. We are literally, I think, to the day. <laughs> I think it's July 7th, day one, right? Or is it July yeah. 8th? I think, yeah. So exactly we're literally one month. We're literally 30 days out uh, from the trade show. And um, there has been a lot of, as you guys know, there's been a lot of releases um, that have already been announced, stuff that people are bringing to the trade show. Um, there's also just the outside of actually being at the trade show drama of where the trade show will continue to be. Um, there's some other things that have popped up with PCA that are even outside the trade show that I figured we could kind of rope in here. So here we go. I'm just going to uh, I'm going to get into it. And, um, you know, but first, I got to start off by saying a uh, huge thanks to our partners who obviously we couldn't do this without. So our cigars tonight are brought to you by the number two guys cigars dot com. That's right. If you head over to the number two guys cigars dot com today, you'll find an amazing assortment and selection of cigars and cigar accessories from around the industry. If your local brick and mortar retailer doesn't carry something that you're looking for, head over to the number two guys cigars dot com. Well, gentlemen, as our guests, I will let you start. What are you smoking with us tonight? <clears throat> um, we were grateful to receive some 
deliciousness from Davidoff. So I am smoking a Millennium Lancero. Ooh, oh, very nice. Yeah. And uh, I have the Tatuaje Tuxla Tenderloin. By, what's, I Lomo de Cerdo. Yeah, Lomo de Cerdo. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great um, that's a great fucking cigar. I didn't think I was gonna like this cigar. I thought I was gonna be because I was such a huge fan of the original pork tenderloin, I thought this was gonna be a disappointment. It is far from that. It is so really good. Good. Now I wasn't around yet cigar smoking wise for the original pork tenderloin, but almost every review I've read, every person I've talked to has said that it's been one of the best cigars that they've ever smoked. Uh, I think even was it Brooks who reviewed it for Half Wheel back when he was with um, his his I forget what his original blog was, but I know his archives are in Half Wheel. And I remember reading it. I think he gave it like a 95, 96, which is I mean, if you follow Half Wheel's reviews, that's 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 really high, um, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So I remember Coop kind of said this something very similar. I think he gave his like 94, 95, if I'm not mistaken. So. I mean, that original pork tenderloin, while I didn't smoke it, I knew, like, it was incredibly high praised. Um, so I didn't really have anything to compare the, this one to. Uh, I, I have smoked this one. I, I have a bundle. But um, I thought they were fantastic. I know some mm -hmm. people who were a little disappointed. Um, I don't know if it's just because they kept thinking, like, this is going to be, you know, like our second batch of the original, even though it, it's different. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And so is that the first one you've smoked? Oh, no. Third or fourth, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know what's going on. That's a good release. Yeah. It's, it's legit. Mitchell, what are you Anytime smoking? Oh, go ahead, Gary. No, no, go ahead. No, 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 no go, go ahead. Anytime there's, there's people, you're going to have people things, you yeah, know, I know. um, it could be the most amazing, um, you know, perfectly cut diamond. Yeah. There's one asshole. At least it's going to find the flaw. That's going to say something or, or, or movies, you know, yeah. there's some people that hate movies that are universally loved. Right. Um, just to be a hipster and, or some people that love that hate, um, music that's universally loved just to be, you know, yeah. a hipster. I swear there's some people out there who, who just hate just because someone needs to do it and they're like, fuck it. It'll be me. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. Why? Unless you have a good reason. Like why? You know. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of like the way everybody loves Gabe Kapler, right? Everyone thinks he's a great manager. He does such a great job. <laughs> and then there's that one asshole who's like, "Nah." Nah. That's he, right. He, he, there's they, there's they always gotta, that one guy. That one guy. <laughs> that one he's guy. Typically, <laughs> typically bald with glasses and yeah. Uh, as far as that goes. You know, as far as, as, far as that as far as that goes. Well, and also, uh, it reminds me of that uh, Eminem line: "God sent me to piss the world off." There are just certain people yeah. where I'm like, "That was your job, and you're nailing it." Yeah. Nicole points out, or the people that hate Game of Thrones. She's talking about me. Um, it's not for me. And you know what? It, the difference, though, the difference, though, is I can say I watched three or four episodes, and I said. Eh, this show's not for me. I lost my interest very easily and quickly, and I moved on. And I didn't want to waste my time sitting through, what is it, seven seasons 
waiting to find out when the dragons come. I was like, I'm done. I'm going on to another show. So I tried. But are you a fantasy fan? Like Lord I was going to say, do you like... I do like the Lord of the Rings. Then what is your problem? <laughs> here's, I just here's didn't like thing. it. It's, like... <laughs> it's a different storyline. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you should you should give it a whole season. Try. I'm at sorry, least a whole Nicole. season. Nicole, I am so sorry. Yeah. You should give it the whole first season at least, Matt. That's like the people who say yeah. that The Sopranos wasn't a great show. I'm like, I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> so don't even talk to me. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't like The Sopranos, then just don't even say hi to me. I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> so you know. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's get back on track. So uh, Mitchell, what are what you smoking? smoking? This is mm. a. Mm. Nika Rustka Adobe from last was it last year's freestyle? Yeah, that was last yeah, that was, last spring. That was last year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this is the this is the six by sixty. So you got the freestyle live unbanded pre roll. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. With some age on it. So uh that one's been yeah. sitting for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Giving a little you, love because nice. of Gordos. I know. Yeah, there's sizes too. You know, I, yeah, I you know, I I don't know. All all sizes deserve love, you know. I I go from right. you know four by forties to six by sixties. You know, it's uh, it's all it's all good to me. If it's blended well, you know, I'm going to enjoy it. Six by like sixty ring gauge is probably my limit to at least like comfortability in the mouth. You know that that mouth comfortability. Mm -hmm. So, mm. Uh, mm -hmm. but. Uh, yeah. like college age you know like you know you know those are those are different days you can go bigger than 60 yeah so i yeah. think what he's telling us is that asylums eight by 80s are just it's, yeah. it's too much meat for him right yeah too yeah, much it's, girth it's just too much yeah there. yeah well you know, everyone yeah, had. Everyone had six every, I was gonna say, everyone's got their limit. I mean, you know, apparently yours yeah, is. Yeah. You know, but it's I mean, reasonable. Bucks but is twenty bucks. So. <laughs> so, whatever. You know, we know where Mitchell stands. Um, that's great. I'm smoking a. Uh, speaking of people who have uh, larger cigars, uh, as of recently, and um, to quote a great man, any answer to any great question. Soonish is their universal answer. I decided to go with a Room 101 Payback. That's right, the Connecticut Shade. Uh, just, it's a nice light smoke, and I enjoy it thoroughly. And uh, it's delectable on my mouth pipe. So, <laughs> uh, we had a wonderful moment on how about that cigar on Monday night? Yes, we did. That included the name of Matt Booth. Well, I actually missed so that show. So yeah, fill us in. We had the GOAT, Alex Travella from Smoke In and KMA Talk Radio. And we asked him our zombie apocalypse question, which is if you had three draft picks from the cigar industry to be on your zombie apocalypse survival team, who would it be and why? And he picks, first he picks um, Pete Johnson. Pete Johnson, and then Steve Saka. And then for his third one, he was like, he saw somebody put in the comments, Matt Booth. And he was like, fuck yes, Matt Booth. 
And he's like, because I think that's a guy that would just understand what these things are doing. And hey, if everything goes to hell, at the end, then I'll just watch Matt fuck all the zombies. And <laughs> it was hilarious. I actually, I actually threw my headphones down and walked off set. I was so I was laughing so hard <laughs> I couldn't even stay. Died. Oh my god! I can't wait I can just until we it. see Boofy. Yeah, I want to see Boofy's reaction so to that. Alex put a put that snippet up he on did. on the Smoke In social page, so go check that out. Yeah. Oh, where is my um? You know, it's funny. Where is it? Where is it? There it is. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Now it's not playing. Oh, what a letdown! I had a soundbite of Matt, and now it's not playing. <laughs> I don't know why. That's too bad. Maybe the file got moved. Whatever. Uh, that was a really that was a real missed opportunity. I apologize. I had all this excitement, and then it just went nowhere. Um. Anyway, but yeah, I'm excited because he's actually going to be at the trade show. There was a lot of speculation last year if he would be um, because of the mm -hmm. acquisitions that were made. Mm -hmm. um, but it mm -hmm. appears to me that, you know, it sounds like he's going to be there with Forged in the Forged collective booth, not the, uh, the single branded booth, I guess. Of And uh, <laughs> okay, I like that answer, Matt. Um, <laughs> sorry, we're having a sidebar <laughs> conversation. You know, it's how, it's how production works. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm very excited. So um, all right, let's get this out of the way now because this will make the rest of the evening easier for me in terms of running the show. So, <clears throat> Garrett, I assume you're obviously going to be at PCA because you'll be there with Don Doroteo, which I think is a given, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Now, uh, Matt, are you and Justin going to be at PCA this year? Well, I sent an email to um, 187 people on sunday morning or, or early afternoon saying hey guys we're really sorry you know we're gonna miss you this year we're not gonna be at the pca trade show and uh people were very sweet i got some great comments and you know love back saying hey sorry we're gonna you know sorry we're not gonna see you uh it's a bummer that you can't make it blah blah, blah. and it was that was very heartfelt and very much appreciated and then the next day in the final hour we oh. were we were approached oh, by man. a brand wanting to sponsor our trade show coverage oh keep going matt and we were able to work out a arrangement with don doroteo cigars oh wow what a don surprise doroteo cigars is sponsoring our pca trade show coverage for 2023 and Justin and I will be there the entire trade show. Nice, just, that's can, awesome. Can I can I just be the first one to say <sighs> thank Christ. <laughs> I was getting worried. You, you said, you <laughs> I was it, brother. I was getting worried, well, man. <laughs> I was like, uh -oh, you know, it, it had my boys won't be that's there. Why, that's why I sent the email on uh on Sunday, I said, you know what? I feel like we've done all we can. We've, we've, um, you know, put out a, as many, uh, uh, you know, requests for, for sponsorship and things like that as we can. And, you know, it didn't happen. It's not that we didn't work for it. It just didn't happen. And 
I was I was content. I was I was not content, but I was I had I had reached the point of acceptance. I said, okay, it's not going to happen this year. I'm going to let I'm going to email everybody and let them know and um, say we'll see you next year. And then, yeah. Well, one of the things one of the things that I did notice was, and I don't want to get too deep into this topic, but I did notice that you guys weren't the only ones who I spoke to privately um, who were maybe on the show and for multiple reasons, but uh, some of them had the similar reason to you. Um, and I thought it was really interesting, but I, it seems to me like most of the, you guys that I have spoken to, or, you know, especially now that I'm hearing this, uh, have, you know, been able to work it out, shake it out and make it to the trade show. And I'm very excited because, you know, outside of what actually happens on the trade show floor, I mean, there's, uh, there's only so many times a year that all of us actually get to be together. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's great. So, I mean, getting to see you guys is a highlight of my year because, you know, I, I love you guys. So. Uh, very excited, very very excited that you guys are going to be there. I'm really happy. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and now the rest of the conversation uh, will be easy because I know for sure you're going to be there. Um, <laughs> well, Garrett was going to be there all along anyway, but you know. Uh, yeah, also, but, I, you I, know, I he's going to be he's going to be in the Don Doratel booth, so he's going to be, you know, yeah, I not going to be able to see all of the all of the coolness. I know. I remember the first year, was it 2021 when you guys, it was just the two of you, and you guys had on the, the matching gray, and you guys looked like Wonder Twins. It was awesome. Yeah. 2020? 2020, there was no show. 21. 21. I said 21. 21. Yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah. And then I misspoke. Yes. 21. You guys were like the Wonder Twins. You kind of had like matching outfits. You were all in gray. And, uh, yeah. It so was, it was awesome. So did, and now did you send another email different. right right after yeah. to another 187 people just saying just saying psych. <laughs> just that's well, it. Just basically psych. yes. Sponsored yeah, by Don Dorothea. That's exactly what I did. I I sent uh, I sent an email uh, last night, and I said, uh, and the subject line was. Do you remember that last email I sent? Question mark. <laughs> hey, for the and record, the, I didn't get either one of those emails. Well, I I didn't include any media people on the. Oh, it was right. only brand owners, brand ambassadors, um, that uh, kind of thing. All right. That the important sense. people. The important people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Coop's not here. He would have been like, "Oh, what do you mean the important people?" You know. And he, <laughs> well, and I gradually, went to bad I, for I that. gradually started sending text messages to some friends in the media, and I'm sorry I didn't get to you before you t- actually texted me today. Yeah, I, I was like, you. "Well, this is convenient." He's, oh yeah, I was like, "This is convenient." He's calling me. I can let him know because I was going to call anyway. So I could hear it. I could hear that something in your voice, like you had something, but then when you heard me trying yeah. to scramble to put a show together, you're like, this isn't important right now. And then I just yeah. forgot all about it. And now it all makes sense now. I go back to that tone in your voice and I'm like, oh shit, okay, he did have something. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. It's good, it's good things. Anyway, so let's get into it then. Um, PCA is officially a month away from today. Now, um, I don't know if you guys saw today specifically. There was a lot of announcements that came out, and I still have a couple more that I didn't even get to on the website. So I apologize if they're not out, but I'm going to get them out as soon as we're off the air. Um, but several announcements were made today. Um, but we've already been seeing stuff that's you know been coming from manufacturers slowly. Uh, let me start with someone who's actually here, Garrett. Let's actually start with you. I know 
when we spoke mm-hmm. at TPE, um, you know, we kind of learned a little bit about Don Duroteo for, for those of us who, who weren't very familiar with it. Um, but for PCA, uh, are you guys releasing anything new, anything different, or are you still working with the original cigars that you had from TPE? No, we are super excited to be releasing one new line, two blends. And at this point, one Vitola, we might do another um, Vitola line extension in the next six months. We're still playing with that. Um, But uh, so, yes, and we have a new booth design. Um, I just want to say, if we don't win booth of the year, (laughs) <laughs> oh boy oh oh yeah it's gonna be that sexy that's a that's a pretty ballsy statement to make i mean okay. i know i'm gonna well and do you remember who won it last year well um, they do different tiers they have like true large booth medium, medium booth, booth small yeah. booth right. um so we would be a medium i would i think assume. crux yes crux has won the medium booth twice twice in a row yeah two in a row yeah so i would like to first um offer my apologies to jeff and wow he's he's coming out already saying they they've got a win locked up he's yeah yeah it was a good run and i love you guys he's doing a joe namath i love you guys guaranteed victory he's doing the what was what was the uh you guys were there you're older than me what was the name of the guy from (laughs) From he was from he was from Massachusetts too. This is like this is what sucks. What was the name of the guy um from Massachusetts who went up against Tyson and he was like so confident. He's like, This is this is for my mother. Oh. This is this is for my brothers. This is for yeah, Medfield. Yeah, who was well, what was his name? His and then Tyson too. knocked him right out. <laughs> I can see his face. Oh, what yeah, the I, fuck I was remember. his name? I'm brain farting on his name right now. Not oh. Buster Douglas, was it? No, no. no. white guy. Oh, white guy? Was it? it was Wasn't like, it a white guy? Yeah, it was. Wasn't it like it was like an Irish yeah. name? Yeah, I think. Oh wow! Oh man, it hurts my brain right now because I know. I just want to go back to Coop would know because Coop knows a shit ton about boxing. Oh, yeah, he, totally he would does. know. Yeah, he would know. Peter McNeely. Peter about... McNeely. That's what it was. McNeely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Garrett's doing the way a Peter that McNeely. That started. The way that that started, basically, Matt was like, hey, you guys both sit down to pee now. You should know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You eat brand muffins. <laughs> I, I still, you know, it's funny. For those who don't know how, how old Matt is, and we're not going to say it. Nobody say it. Just in case whoever doesn't know. Uh, if you knew, I feel like most of you would be surprised and i still think he's lying to me but you know there's still people out there who say they still think that i'm lying about what my legal last name really is and it it is what it is i've shown people my passport i mean it, there it is um <laughs> you know, it, well and here's how much it pisses me <laughs> off matt has got you know a handful of years on me and look at how much flipping gray i have versus Pavarotti over here Dude, I'm telling you, Matt is like the best looking person of his age bracket I've, I've, got some I've, I've ever that, seen. Yeah. There's a few just like Eric, get out your microscope. Yeah. <laughs> I would He's probably drinking unicorn blood or something. He's I don't know. Absolutely. I know. I don't he's on some Voldemort shit. Yeah, it does exactly. and it doesn't make sense because and I've said this before. My dad and 
my two older brothers were gray and thinning hair and also like bone straight hair, like super straight, thin, wispy hair. I've got this super thick, uh, dark, uh, wiry, nappy hair. Yeah. And I try to run my fingers through his hair. Like it's an issue. I'm like, oh, damn it. I did it again. But it's hard not to. I know. Well, I got, I got the summer cut though. Oh, did you? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. Damn dude. Yeah. I'm grow. I'm growing my hair out. Matt, you look better How than much? Me. You look better than me and Mitchell. We're half your age. I mean, a little well, more but half. I've got the, you know, I'm carrying around the, the 60 pounds of extra weight too, which doesn't, doesn't help me. You hide it well. That's the difference. You hide it well. I kick. I wear big shirts. <laughs> I stretch and kick. That's right. I'll be, uh, as as usually happens, my birthday happens during the trade show. My birthday is July 9th, so I'll be 52 um, on the, you. what, third, third day of the trade show. <sighs> wow. I want to go. I want to get a cake. I remember, my dad. I just want to like. I don't. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you that day. I want to avoid you at all costs. And then when I, when I do see you, I want to see you on the trade show floor. And I just want to have a cake there and be like, "Boom, it's your birthday," <laughs> <laughs> and just surprise the shit out of you. And you'll be like, "This is awesome, great, but like, this is not the time." <laughs> just well, you and Nicole like, gave me that awesome you shirt last year. Oh yeah, you gave oh, me that awesome right. shirt that says, um, "It's." Uh, I'm not 51. I'm 50 with one with a year. What was it? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Shit. It's no, I'm not 51. <laughs> I'm 50 with one year experience. His age is really yeah. showing now. Yeah, <laughs> that's how. Yeah, me trying to remember anything important. That's where my age really shows. I think it was. I'm not 51. I'm 50. With one year of experience or something like that. Yeah. 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 Something like that. It was cool. I remember that. Um, and I, I can't take credit for that. Nicole came up with that all on her own. So um, shout out to her. I know she was lurking in the comments shadows somewhere. Um, you know, it's funny. She she hasn't commented except for when she wanted to make a jab at me. And then she disappeared back into the bush, you know, Homer Simpson style. Um, huh. So she came out, took a stab, and then came back in. So... Um, that's funny. Uh, I have to make jabs at my wife because, you know, I can't do it to her face, you know, cause I get yelled at and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta do it on here. Um, <laughs> and, oh, she's here. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> she, she rolled her eyes. That's great. Yep. Uh, but I'm sorry. Let's, let's circle back to Garrett really quick. So Garrett, so you say so you have, um, yeah. you have one line coming out, two blends. Um, yep. you're going to have what, what apparently the best medium oh, size the, the, at the trade show. Yes, uh, the line is called Salt of the Earth, and then oh, okay. the two uh, the two uh, blends we've got uh, Piedra uh, de Angular and Piedra um, Viva. Okay. So Livingstone and Cornerstone. And what was the inspiration for that? Is there more of a backstory to uh, that? Or? Biblical. Biblical. Okay. It's biblical. Yep. Uh, wanted to. Um, kind of have this theme of salt of the earth and um, yeah, just, but if we're being literal about where we got the ideas, it, it does come from the Bible, but okay, you know, we're not trying to uh, be like, 
<laughs> here's Jesus. Do you want to want to talk about you're how not, uh, you're not using it to proselytize? It's we are just, not. Yeah, we are not. Yeah, okay. Okay. it's just a theme uh, for us and important to some, and um, it, the the wording works. Now I know that. So when I saw you guys at TP, that was the first time that I had personally encountered Don Doroteo. Um And please forgive me if I say anything incorrect. I'm just working off of my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I remember correctly, the cigars that you guys had been have been selling that you had at TPE, those cigars had some some age to them, um, some significant age, if I remember correctly. And I remember you yes. telling me that those cigars were rolled long ago and they've aged and those are the only cigars you have. So when they're, those are gone, those are done. Is that correct? That is correct. So they were, um, they were sitting in the La Aurora aging room for 14 years. And um, uh, PCA last year was when Don Doroteo launched uh, that, that brand, that line. And then, so now those cigars are 15 years post roll and um, we've got about 15,000 of those cigars left. Um, and so, you know, that we're going to kind of flip strategy a little bit on how we use that, what we're calling the legacy line. Um, and it's really cool. So we're really excited. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> I've smoked some of those. Um, I found them to be, to be pretty good. They were really interesting. I, the, the whole backstory, I remember at the show, we met up, we had an interview with all, the whole thing at TP. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited to see you again on a business level uh, at PCA um, to kind of catch up with you guys again. I want to see this sexy, sexy booth you have. Um, but I also, you know, I want to, I want to see what you guys have for cigars and, and whatnot. I remember I didn't quite make it to Don Dirtail, and this was, I think, before you were, you were with them. But I remember last year at the trade show, I had, I heard you guys talk about it a little bit, but um, most people know my trade show got all messed up last year. It was just yep. me and Nicole, and then Nicole got really sick. So I yep. was, I was just, I was grasping at straws on that trade show floor last year. I, I put together, I put together coverage, but it was, it was difficult. So I didn't quite make it to everybody I wanted to go see. So there was definitely people that got missed. So uh, it's definitely a booth for me, um, even just outside of you were involved, a booth that I wanted to get to this year. Um, you know, to, to, to see more, learn more about and, um, and catch up with. So I'm really excited for that. Um, now, outside of Don Doroteo, um, today I'll, I'm going to give you guys kind of the quick highlights of some stuff. Um, today and really this week, you know, we've, we've already gotten a, a plethora of announcements. Uh, first and foremost, as a recap, for those who have been not following along and for those who don't know, um, you know, one of the themes we've talked about on PCA is the big four the big four companies of Altadis, general uh davidoff and drew estate who have been not involved with the trade show since ipcpr before it was the name change in 2019 um and this year officially two of them will be back so with the acquisition of alec bradley uh who was already scheduled to be at pca and they already had a booth paid for and all lined up uh forge has decided hey we're going to take that space and make it a forge booth and bring all of just the forge brands so not the general brands so not macanudo not cohiba not punch and all that other stuff just the forge stuff um so alec bradley room 101 um diesel all that stuff will be there altidus will be there um which was kind of met with minimal fanfare. I was a little bit surprised, but um, they will be at the show. Also going to be at the show 
is Hoya de Nicaragua, which is interesting because normally they are part of the Drew Estate booth. Uh, but they will be exhibiting alone this year without Drew Estate, um, although I know Drew Estate has confirmed that they will have some sales reps there to help f facilitate orders of Hoya de Nicaragua products. Um, so the only one that's not going to be there is Davidoff. Um, and it doesn't sound like Davidoff is going to be there next year either, but it does sound like a full-blown Drew Estate reunion will be in the cards for next year. But it has not been confirmed. It's just what I hear on the streets. Um, so very excited for that because, you know, as you guys know, you know, the last couple of years, you know, those big guys weren't there. So there was a lot more time and focus on kind of just everybody else um, that normally a significant chunk usually goes to those big four because uh, they do dominate the trade show floor in some capacity uh, in years past. I will say their booths look a little bit smaller than what, you know, they've been before. So um, definitely a different dynamic. But um, so they will be there at the show. Now, one of the most interesting products or sorry, booths that I've been um, getting a lot of things about. I'm sure you guys have heard um, is United United Cigars. I'm sure you guys were at that booth last year. Uh, United slash Selected Tobacco. They have, uh, last year they had a whole bunch of announcements. They had a great show. They it debuted some new stuff that Alfonso was, you know, was first shown there. Went on to win Cigar of the Year with us and uh, Half Wheel. And I think Dojo gave them Luxury Cigar of the Year. So they, they, they did well last year. And they're already shaping up to have another interesting year. Um, we've gotten several announcements from them. Uh, today they announced that they're going to be bringing a 10-year aged Atabay Diosis, which is like their double Corona size uh, in the Atabay blend. Same same size, same blend and everything, just just another five years of age on that cigar. They're also bringing a Atabay humidor that we saw last year, which has, I believe, it's five of every size in the line. They're bringing a new mm -hmm. Alfonso this year with a darker wrapper. Uh, they're bringing their, uh, the first cigar NFT. They're bringing the Atabay Black to their... Sorry, I was getting a phone call on the laptop, and I all of a sudden was like, where is that coming from? Uh, let me just put on my Do Not Disturb. Sorry about that. Um, so We're in the Matrix. Out of, the, uh, out of all the announcements so far, United, for me, is already a contender for you know one of the hottest booths to see at the trade show this year. Uh, what is uh, a booth that you guys are excited to see this year for any reason? Um, that's got a lot of heat. Maybe outside of Don Duroteo for you, Garrett. <laughs> well, <laughs> just to be fair, don't I mean, get me you know. wrong. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> when I'm when I'm there on the show and I see any of you guys walking around doing interviews, it pulls at my heart so hard. And I'll you know I'll talk to Matt or I'll talk to you, Matt, or um, you know Coop, and I'll be like, you know, what was cool today? What did you see? You know, who? who what do I got to go see? And um, I will take time out to go visit some of these other booths. Um, for me, now that my role has shifted a little bit, now it's more about relationships and seeing people, you know, and, and then, you know, learning about what they're doing. Like, I love the journey of Lee Marsh. His story is fantastic. His cigars are great. And I'm excited to see Lee and uh, see what new stuff he's got going on. Uh, stolen Throne. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Are they throne. confirmed? Is Lee confirmed to be there? I'm not 100% sure personally. Yes. Well, they're on the list. 
Well, but it's not marked. Oh, it's not marked confirmed. It's not. Uh, it's not marked confirmed on on Cigar Coop's uh, PCA big board currently. Yeah. So. Well, Lee, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, you got confirm a month. or deny. You've got a, you've got a month. You can yeah. you can put something together, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Also, I agree with Matt that I'm excited about United and Selected Tobaccos because this is kind of a this is two years in a row for them really because last year they also had a lot of announcements a lot of product um their their presence at the trade show rivaled some of the big four booths that we had seen in the past it rivaled some of the best booths that we had ever seen it's like a museum it was it was it was it was truly like you walked into of a, a fine art museum yeah. and and the pieces were lit perfectly and it just it was beautifully laid out and they had they had new a lot of new products that they were featuring and they're doing <clears throat> they're doing the same this year it looks like and maybe not as many as last year although who knows maybe they maybe they're not done announcing i don't know it's still a little early um, we got a month to go so who knows yeah <clears throat> well, I remember um, last year, even oh, outside, even, sorry, I'm just going to add in there. So outside of all the um, the selected tobacco stuff that I mentioned, that wasn't even the stuff outside of that. I mean, the Red Anchor came out right. last year. They added Red Yaya Anchor. cigars yeah. to their portfolio. Yep. Um, they, yep. I think they, they brought the firecrackers that they had last year, which they did, I think, three different firecrackers last year, if I remember correctly. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you have selected, which is huge. But then you have yeah. all the non-selected stuff, and then all that stuff collectively makes up. So yeah, I mean Matt's that's actually a good point. I actually haven't heard anyone put it that way, but yeah, I mean when you look at it, Matt's right. United has kind of have that rival of a of a big four kind of show. I mean they had a lot, and they had stuff. You guys remember they had stuff at the selected booth that was just there, and they weren't taking orders for it. It wasn't or it wasn't available. It was just kind of like, hey, check this out. Maybe you'll see it in the future. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So well, and the the contrast between because my, my first introduction to a trade show with United was TPE of twenty two, twenty one. Where did we see them at twenty one? Yeah, and they were in that pavilion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They just do the little. Just do that little pavilion, and yeah. then PCA. Oh yeah. Like this. Yeah. World of different. Yeah. Well, I don't. Th I don't think world. they bring selected to TP, so it's it's just like a stripped down United. Yeah, they don't. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Although Oliver's always got a few in his pocket. He sure does. <laughs> always does. <laughs> which we love. Which we we're love very Oliver for. so much. Oh, um, he's one of the best. Yeah, it's there. They really seem to be um, making uh, over the last couple of years making a big push. I think they're trying to take. They're actively trying to take market share from the big four. And I don't think there's in competition in business. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, not at all. Because, you know, they've and they've got a broad a scale of products covered through the United side and the selected side. You've got price point cigars. You've got everyday cigars. You've got, um, you know, they're reviving some old brands with Red Anchor. Yep. And then you've got the high dollar, the high end side for smokers that maybe normally would reach for 
Davidoff or Opus X selected with Atabay and Byron, they're now saying, hey, these cigars are, you know, they're pointing at the 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 affluent cigar smoker and saying these cigars are for you. Mm-hmm. If you like Davidoff's, if you like Opus X, these cigars are for you. And they're they're actively trying to compete. And I applaud that. Yep, I do too. Not to mention you you have a guy running the selected side who has ties to a lot of higher end creations at Habano SA. Um, yes. Yep. So I mean you also look at it, I mean outside the US, I mean selected I almost pop is only exclusively available in the US, so it's not really a direct competition, but you know, if you would normally want to have those luxury Cuban products too, um, you know, it, it again as you mentioned you mentioned Davidoff um, but you know, like on a global scale, um, yeah, you have Davidoff, you have Habanos, which are probably worldwide the biggest names. Uh, but the reason why I say that is just because when you look at Atabe, Byron, you know, Alfonso now, um, Bandolero, I mean, you have that kind of same level of, you know, mm-hmm. luxury, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And, um, so if, you know, you don't live you know, you don't have access to those kinds of products, but, you know, you want to have something like that you can buy here. Well, guess what? You can buy selected tobacco, selected, uh, selected tobacco products, and they're yep. better They're better quality. Um, spoiler alert. They're better quality, um, but you can have that same kind of, you know, ultra-luxury experience. Um, and so you're right. I mean, top to bottom, I mean, I, they're good to go. I mean, it, it sounds to me like they're going to have another big show this year. On while we're on the topic of that ultra luxury, another company that we saw in 21 for the first time, yeah, we saw in 21 for the first time. We saw him again in an even bigger booth last year, 22. Uh, it was El Septimo, yep, um, <laughs> who's also the new, you know, ultra, I use the air quotes, ultra luxury brand who I think is aiming to take market share away from Davidoff, who has been making a lot of noise, uh, both with their products and kind of everything that they're doing um, in a general sense. Uh, Matt and Garrett, I guess, what is your standpoint on that booth? Do you think they are one of the next big luxury brands, or do you think they're just another one of those brands that is coming now and maybe be gone tomorrow? I, uh, yep. I know that's a tough one to answer, but that's, you know, well, no, it's not. A, it's not that it's a tough one to answer. It's a tough one to be political. I think they're trying really hard to be. I think they really want to be uh, in. Uh, I think they they really want to be highly regarded in the luxury cigar market and in the luxury cigar accessories market. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, but there are a lot of players in that luxury cigar market who've been doing it for a long time and been doing it really well for a long time. And honestly, even though United is a quote unquote, you know, some people see them as, as a new player, the people behind the scenes, but and not even behind the scenes, the people in sales, mm-hmm. the people in marketing, the people in driving that brand and the people in, in uh, making the cigars, namely Alfonso, those people have, insane if you add up add together the years of experience it's an insane amount of experience yep and the fact is i don't know that much about the el septimo brand 
I am not knocking the brand. I just, I have very limited because even as cigar media, I confess it's, it's not a brand that I spend all that much time following up on and reading more about. Um, is it a brand that I want to learn more about? Yes, it is. And I want to meet them and I want to get to know them and I want to find out what makes them tick and why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Because in the end, I do believe, especially with cigars, more than a lot of other consumable products, I think there is something to be said for the why mm. that's more important than other product classes. Well, and I think <clears throat> even if all of your marketing and all of your, um, you know, pouring money into uh, presentation and everything is at that high end level, even, even the high rollers will be able to sift out good from bad. Um, and look, I, like Matt said, I don't know a lot about the, the team or the, the people there. I've heard good things about who they are. For me, I have not had a product of theirs that speaks to that level of quality. Um, and I haven't heard, um, you know, a rich history or, you know, so my hope for the brand is, and for any brand that, that tries to come in and take that place that, that they start to hear feedback and they start to make changes that, um, puts out a product that does fit the price tag, um, that they're trying to bring to market. Um, but for me, I don't see it <clears throat> um, with the current offerings, and I've had several of the line, um, and uh, the several that I have, I wouldn't buy again. Um, so, um, but I hope, and, and I, I'm going to continue to try the brand um, as they as they offer new things and uh, bring out new things. Hopefully they are, you know, using any feedback that they get to, again, uh, reinvent themselves or make their process better, better tobacco, better, uh, blends, um, and put out a product that, that is worthy of that. I, I do hope that for them. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what their plan is for the show this year. Um, you know, I think the first year they kind of came, they made their presence known last year. They introduced some, new stuff that was um, more budget friendly uh, they introduced some cigars that were around 10 12 dollars um i think in their emperor collection from ever uh they know they renamed the original core line brand that was of the higher amount um so i think they've kind of organized and created this you know this wide band price wise of products um which i think is something that they learned they kind of had to do. Um, but other than that, it, it, now it's like, okay, so now where do you guys go from here? Uh, so I am interested to see what the show is like for them this year to see kind of like what yep. they're, where, where they go now. Um, I, I do think it's still early to tell, but I, you know, I bring it up because a lot of people ask me about them because uh, they kind of came out of nowhere and they've, they've made a lot of noise, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's, yeah. everyone's talking about it. Everyone's asking about them, but you know, they're, like they've only been really known and around for a couple of years. So it's kind of like, you know, um, so again, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see, I think I'll have a better idea after this year of kind of like, you know, 
maybe where they're heading uh, based on what kind of happens at the show. But, you know, who knows? Um, yeah. Outside of the ultra luxury lines, we'll get kind of into the uh, the regular, you know, kind of brands, the the more common brands, I should say, uh, maybe for lack of a better term. Um, I know Agonors has got some new stuff. Um, Epic Cigars. Epic Cigars, uh, this week, was it this week? I think it was uh, maybe end of last week. Uh, they announced that they're yeah. going to be doing a cigar with Chaz Palminteri, actor Chaz Palminteri, called, you guessed it, A Bronx Tale. Um, the latest celebrity cigar collaboration, which uh, to date, I think the only celebrity cigar collaboration that I've heard get real critical acclaim lately is Espinosa's, you know, knuckle sandwich project with Guy Fieri. Um, so this is interesting. Um, I'm really curious to see kind of where this one goes. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys heard about that one yet or if you saw about Oh, that. yeah. Yeah, yep. and it's exciting. Um, it was exciting for me because I really like Dean Parsons. Love Dean. And um, then when I when I saw this coming out with uh, – I'm also a big fan of that movie, A Bronx Tale, uh, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Chaz Palminteri's. I think he's he's been highly underrated uh, in his career, and, and um, you know, I, I really was – I, I really had expectations, you know, back in the in the '90s that he was going to be the next, you know, big thing in in that sort of, you know, genre of the New York-born actors, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. that that group, you know, of the, you know, the De Niro's and the and the Pesci's and, um, Chino. and he just didn't, um he didn't seem to his career didn't seem to go on the trajectory that I was hoping it would, because I, I loved him in so many different things. I mean, if you want a Bronx tale is, you know, fantastic. Then you want to talk about him in the, the usual suspects <laughs> and yeah. one, one ironically that it, a lot of people don't even know about this movie that I absolutely love. And it's one of the only Woody Allen movies that I enjoy. And that's bullets over Broadway. He is absolutely lights out perfect in that movie. If you haven't see seen Bullets one. Over Broadway, it's got him, Jennifer Tilly, John Cusack. Go find that movie on on a streaming service and just watch it. it you will not be disappointed. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping beyond hope that the cigar matches the the enjoyment i've gotten from watching Chaz palmentary in movies well the one thing that i do know uh, which i really like about this you know we, we talk about celebrity collabs a lot and how i think a lot of the times on past experiences a lot of times some they don't usually live up to the expectation now i think espinoza with guy fieri i think really kind of broke that stereotype now i do know that Chaz Palminteri will be in the booth at the trade show for the first two days. Um, oh, I did not know that until just will, now. He I'm, will be I, at the trade I, show. I seriously just, I just, my hair on my arms just stood up. He yeah. will be there for the I'm first gonna... two days. Uh, and I like that because to me it's like, hey, I'm not just having some guy make a cigar, you know, put a Bronx tail on it, and that's cool. 
Like, he gave a shit enough to be like, hey, I'm going to go to your trade show, and I'm going to talk to people and show my face. You know, being, I'm a celebrity. People want to see me. But, like, I'm actually going to be at, at the trade show. I'm going to be in the booth. I'm going to talk about my cigar. I'm not just going to be like, you know, Jeremy Piven did, where he kind of just silently said, hey, like, can you make a cigar for me? And then, like, nothing happened. Um, you know, I, I think that I like that. And I'm hoping that that shows, yeah. like, he's he's committed to the brand the way Guy Fieri was with Knuckle Sandwich. Um, so I'm very excited because I'm like, oh, hopefully this is like a, you know, another step in the right direction for celebrity releases. Like, hey, they actually like, yes. kind of promote these things. Uh, yes. So I'm absolutely. very excited. I'm very excited about this. Uh, and I thought that yeah. one was definitely worth mentioning. Uh, yeah. So side note. <clears throat> it's hard for me to get excited about celebrity. And, and I mean, uh, love Guy Fieri. And it was a great line. And that I think you're right. It hit. <clears throat> but I. I still go back to, so I'm a huge hip hop fan, especially East coast hip hop. And when Jay-Z put out his cigar, I was so excited for it. And then I smoked half of it and I was very brokenhearted. And ever since then it was like, <clears throat> these guys just want to put their thumb on something. And did you ever try a second one? Did you ever smoke, come back to it? And I smoke didn't. It again? I really should have. I never smoked it at all. Who made it? That, uh, I don't remember. Ohiba. Yep. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't even remember the name of it. I haven't even seen it. In I vaguely remember it. Eight years. I can't remember it. What it was called? It wasn't the Cohiba Jay Z. No, was, it wasn't. I don't remember what it was. I don't. Called. It was a. It was in a black tube. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like I said. I vaguely remember it, but I don't. I don't even know if I smoked it. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's another one, Garrett, you know, you know, it's like, and, and it's not the only one, you know, I mean, there's been so many that have come mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, cool. So-and-so's getting a cigar. And then it's like, you know, just appears in like that brand's because it's always, you know, it's not a new brand. It's not a new company. It's always, you know, from an existing manufacturer that they kind of sell it under their, their brand logo. Right. And. Then it just kind of gets like added in, like, oh yeah, and then we got you know so and so cigar here too. Like he had a well, cigar I guess made. The, the big poppy from El Artista, that was good. That yeah, was good. That continues. That continues yep. to perform well. Yeah. I think it's a very good cigar. <clears throat> I know that uh, although it's not as much as in the first couple of years, because uh, in the first couple of years uh, David Ortiz was active in promoting it. He was yeah. at the trade show of, uh, a couple times, if not more. Yep. Um, and he still. Um, as far as I'm aware is still, you know, involved, involved where he'll, they're still making the cigars regular production. He still autographs some big poppy humidors from time to time to put in raffles for charity and things like that. Mm -hmm. So as far as I'm aware, he's still, uh, actively involved. Yeah. They don't all fall flat, but <clears throat> no, yeah. not like, that's true. Not all of them have, uh, I think there's just been a good group of them who have who i think they had this expectation and it just didn't live up to the hype and now it's created like this blanket stereotype of like oh another celebrity cigar but uh, mm. you know with david ortiz guy fieri you know now i see chaz palmentary he's gonna be at the show promoting the cigar i see some hope you know of course you have to smoke the cigar and see if it, it's good but um i'm hopeful right now you know, I'm, I'm hopeful yeah. that mm -hmm. this will be another one and we can be like, hey, you know, some of these celebrity cigars are actually, you know, pretty damn good. Um, you know, another brand that 
they announced a couple of products already. Today they announced a PCA exclusive, uh, but I know it's it's a popular one, and I know it's one that we all have enjoyed. Um, Crown Heads. Um, Crown Heads yeah. is their they got their 2023 uh, Las Calaveras that they announced. They're going to be using a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper on it. Uh, today they announced that they have a Lepetissier number two, which is their PCA exclusive. That's also going to have Connecticut broadleaf wrapper on it. Um, you know, I remember last was it last year that Ozinger cigars debuted at the booth. I think yes. it was last year. So uh, I just remember that, and it was the last year with Luciano. Um, for the split that was after the show, um, which mm-hmm. is going to be a different dynamic this year, but still, I mean that it was it was public after the show, right? Yeah, it was really happening during the show. Yeah, and I think looking back, we could kind of tell uh, it. it yeah. the, the vibe in that booth was different. Um, yeah, but it was still still an incredibly busy booth. Uh, it's it's one that I you know I'm excited to see. Um, you know they they got a lot of different stuff going on over there. Um, but outside of that, I mean, who who's somebody that you know? Who's who's someone else? And Mitchell, I mean, we haven't really heard from you. I know you, you haven't really been around the trade show floor. I know you have been to the trade show uh, last year. You you kind of swung through very briefly, um, but this will be your first you know year you know doing the show doing the show floor you know like the three of us. Yeah, at least like covering it media wise. Right. So now that. Um... You, I mean, who 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 are you like excited to go see now that you kind of have that that rain, you know, to, to be on the trade show floor? Yeah, you know, a lot a lot of the brands I've already mentioned selected. Uh, you know, I think I think Cooper mentions this or mentioned this last week. Uh, I think Tatuaje they haven't said much yet, but I think they have. Hopefully, if, if everything comes to fruition, they've got some uh, some anniversary stuff that we're looking forward to. Yeah, um, that that should be pretty pretty good. You know. I, Tatuai make amazing cigars. Um, you know, I think last year when my father, like they came out with that Le Bijou, was the 100 años, you know, it'll be pretty amazing to, oh, yeah. to top that. Like a, that, that a lot of, a lot of people really love that cigar. So Coop's been be giving that cigar see. a lot of praise already. He's been, I remember he yeah. smoked it and he was, he was like, have you had that cigar? You know, the, like he, he's, that's hot. That whole factory list. is just, it's just firing on all cylinders. And if they're, you know, it's, it's going to be really exciting to see if they can keep the momentum going through this year and uh, see what kind of stuff they have coming out. So uh, I don't think they have anything released so far on the, my father's side on the, yeah, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing announced yet. So uh, yeah, I'm again, a brand as well. Like for me, uh, coming from Canada, we don't get a lot of the, I guess, what we call New World brands. But the My Father Florida de las Antillas is one that's well distributed in Canada. And I'd say uh, that was probably like my first New World cigar that I actually like fell in love with, where I was like, wow, these flavors are, a, they were a great transition to uh, New World stuff from smoking Cuban cigars. So. My father always has a special, special place in my heart. So I'd say, yeah, my father and Tatuaje, I'm really, really excited to see what they have coming out. Yeah, and they usually don't disappoint. I mean, I mean, Matt Garrett, you guys have been to the show. You know how it goes. I mean, going to see Pete at Tatuaje, he's usually got some tricks up his sleeve. He's usually got something mm-hmm. on display. That's it, it, easily that's a that's a that's a winner right there. Um, yeah. 
And I know he likes to well, kind of play it close to the vest too on his announcements. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. So one of uh, Pete's uh, East Coast sales guys, Mo, uh, who is just a fantastic guy, uh, both he and I got. Oops, got the. Oh shit! That's right, the sleeve. You're still working on that sleeve. The Fausto. So I got the Fausto, and then Mo got the Faust on the back of his neck. And ah. uh, we've already agreed to to do some cool uh, photo shoots um, at the PCA this year <laughs> uh, with Pete. And, um, yeah, excited to see Pete and the, the crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is um, – oh, sorry, one more I wanted to bring up. One more. Um, McAuliffe Cigars recently announced and kind of soft launched, mm-hmm. although their full launch will be at the trade show, uh, is their new McAuliffe Black line. Uh, which I've already smoked. I've smoked both the Toro and the Robusto, uh, the two sizes that it's going to debut with. And I thought they were pretty good. And, and in my opinion, uh, I like the Toro better. And I thought that it was probably, in my opinion, I thought it was the best cigar that they've made to date. Um, you know, not that their cigars are bad. Just out of all the ones, I think this one was the best one. Um I think this cigar might get them some more fanfare uh, than they've um, than they've gotten, you know, in the last couple of years. I know they've been making a lot of changes over there. Um, I do know that they they tease that they're going to have a bigger booth. It's going to be black and gold at the show this year. They have a whole black and gold theme, uh, which is the colors of the McAuliffe black for their booth. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, just kind of see, you know, if this is the cigar that kind of really gets them the momentum that they've been working on. Uh, the last couple mm-hmm. of years because um, I know they've been doing a lot behind the scenes um, not so much in the product portfolio and they've done a couple of things they've you know rebranded they've they've added a couple of little things but this is really like their first full you know core product line launch um, that they're they're coming out with so I'm really excited for that uh, and just kind of see how that you know changes things for them um, but yeah I mean it is still kind of early I'm, go ahead I'm curious uh, Mitchell how do you say the five by 50 size five by 50 like robusto yeah, how do you okay now matt how do you say five by 50 size? robusto and mr tobacco yeah how, how do you say <laughs> he, just, he just said it i do say it he both said... ways but do you know, do you know, do you know and why there's nothing wrong with that? I don't, Oh, just, it's one of those things. I don't know why. I think it's, I think it's a, a I, I think it's a upper East coast thing because. But Gar- Ronnie said Garofalo it. says it. The same I was just going to say Garofalo yeah. says it that way. And I think that's where I get it from. Yeah. Yep. And Ronnie Heisha also says Robusto. Robusto. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're both, I, I think they're both uh, legitimate. The- Oh. The thing is, is you say either the I say either. I'm now Without that I the know, o, it's, it's just robust, right? Now, now that I know that that bothers you, oh yeah. man, I'm gonna work that into every conversation that we ever have. <laughs> like, Garrett, did you smoke it in the robusto though? <laughs> and you gotta really overemphasize it. Garrett, robusto. Where Garrett's gonna be like, oh, have you had so and so's cigar? It's so great. What size? I had it in the Toro. We're like, did you have it in the robusto? And, no, I didn't. <laughs> Garrett, right. do you guys make a Robusto at Don Doroteo? How many Robustos do you have in your line? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, 
You brought it up, so I mean, you know, you have, you have to yeah, take you the I did. I, I provided a nice little button for you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. Um, Never point out your weak spots. That's true. I did. You exposed Gosh. yourself. <laughs> I did. He does that a lot. I do. He I expose myself. Yeah. He's like a uh, what, what's what's a good term for this? I'm gonna like kind of make this up on the spot. He's like a a liter um uh no not not literary Ling- linguistic a linguistic pedophile yeah you know Ling- oh <laughs> oh not in a sexual like, way don't get me wrong just you, when it comes not to in words a sexual way. it's like you you know the creepy guy on the subway in the trench coat would have been like you, you went totally. like full dateline nbc with yeah him. once you have a seat right here Garrett. yeah <laughs> i mean you know just saying. i'm chris hansen <laughs> yeah you went there like i forgot about chris hansen toe. i'm chris hansen oh, tonight yeah. We'll talk about tonight. Robusto. We'll talk about robustos <laughs> to catch a robusto. <laughs> oh man! Now, uh, I mean, outside of you know just the stuff on the sh- trade show floor, I know we're we're kind of running out of time, so I'm I'm trying to cover a lot in a, sh- in a short period. But um, outside of the actual exhibitors on the trade show floor, kind of some of the stuff we've already seen, and you know, there's going to be more to come. Um, but you know, we continue to have this weird cloud that surrounds the trade show. Um, and that weird cloud is the location of the trade show. So first and foremost, uh, very, very quick recap. You know, the trade show has been in July for how many years now? Um, that's when it is. Uh, now the uh, show... Since 2016. Since 2016. Continuously so, since 2016. Right. So now, next year, we'll actually be heading back to Vegas in the end of March. I think it's like March 20-something, mm-hmm. uh, that the trade show will take place, which I know has been a contributing factor. I think not the only factor, but a contributing factor. I have to stress that. Um, to, I think, some of those big four coming back to the show. Um, I think for re- some retailers who have been coming to the show, it helps them come back to the show. I know people are asking for it. However, as of 2025, there is no official location for the trade show yet. Uh, we've heard New Orleans, Nashville, and Fort Worth. Uh, the three mm-hmm. big cities that I keep hearing about. Uh, wh- what do you guys think in terms of you know just just general speculation? You know, do we do we think that you know it goes to another city, or do you think that it just it's easier to go to back to Vegas uh, just logistically? I was able to sit down with Scott Pierce um, when I was in Virginia um, about a month ago, and um, I had this very same question. Uh, to him. And if you know, Scott, he is always open to having that discussion. And, and uh, the thing that he got me excited about was the fact that uh, Tim Osgener is actually really good friends with the mayor of, of Nashville. Okay. And Tim is really trying to champion um, the trade show coming to Nashville. And I would love to go yeah. to Nashville if there's a, a legitimate, you know, uh, place for yeah. us to go and smoke. And um, I love Nashville. It's a fantastic town to to go to both, you know, well, you know, off uh, off showtime. There's a ton of food and great shows and always a ton of live bands. I love live bands. So I would love that for a change of pace. Um, so that's the one 
thing that I'm really rallying on. New Orleans, I, I've been there. It's uh, it's a fun town, but from those who went to New Orleans uh, in previous, uh, the when was that? 2015. Yeah, um, that it just was not a, a great venue, was not a great after show hours time trying to find places to smoke. And um, so <clears throat> my vote is Nashville. I would say Nashville over New Orleans myself. Um, yeah. I, I just, everyone I talk to who's been around longer than all of us, um, you know, manufacturers, other media, you know, Coop. Um, I just, I've, I've just heard a, the majority, if not almost all the people say, you know, oh, New Orleans sucked the last time we went there. I didn't like New Orleans. Like, I don't want to go back there. And it's funny because I keep hearing everyone say like, oh, and, and PCA has acknowledged that. And there's a random cat in my garage. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and now he's gone. Um, but, you know, I've heard, um, I've heard that, you know, you know, we've heard that, you know, PCA has, has mentioned New Orleans by name, that they're exploring that possibility. But then I feel like everybody I talk to is like, oh, I don't want to go there. That place sucked the last time we were there. So I'm like, you know, does the PCA say, hey, let's just go for it and try it out? Or, you know, are there enough of these people who are saying, like, you know, we don't want to go there, that that's not a possibility. But I keep hearing about it, and I keep hearing that it's a, it's a, it's a front runner for the 26 show or 25 show. So I don't know. I guess I guess none of us really know, but um, it is curious. It, it is the front runner for the twenty five show. Um, I don't because so in a nutshell, in my mind, and I've uh, I'm not an expert because I've only I, my first trade show was in twenty sixteen, um, and I haven't been to a trade show in a city other than Las Vegas. But when I imagine a trade show in a city other than Las Vegas, and I've heard this from other people who have been to shows in New Orleans and Orlando, and the, one of the one of the biggest points to the trade show, because you can buy and sell cigars any day of the year, anywhere. The biggest the, the biggest thing about the trade show is um, the relationships, the networking, the just community part of it and a big part of that is what you do after hours and i know the pca has been working on some after hours stuff and i applaud them for that and i i hope it works out um but when you look at cities uh like nashville new orleans st louis kansas city washington dc just name a Juno. big name, a big city, Juno, <laughs> name of a big city somewhere <laughs> in, in the United States. And you have to have, you have to have a, a large enough venue convention space that is going to allow indoor smoking. Yep. And you have to have a large contingent of spots where companies and groups can have after hours events where you can still smoke. smoke. Yep. And other than maybe Orlando, Tampa, Miami, Fort Myers, I I'm just because cigar yeah. uh, Florida is so cigar friendly. Yeah. Other than that, I can't think of another place in the United States other than Las Vegas 
where not only is there a massive there there are a number of choices for massive um convention halls uh that you can smoke indoors but there are there almost un, unlimited choices of places where you can gather even if it's just you know a team of retailers you know like a a, a big retailer from i don't know phoenix brings their their sales team to the PCA trade show partly to buy and partly also as a thank you trip for their employees. And when the trade show floor closes, they want to go someplace and have a nice dinner. And then, then they want to go sit somewhere as a team and relax with a glass of bourbon and a cigar. And there's nowhere near as many free choices in that realm. Right. Outside of Las Vegas. Yep. I agree. 100%. And I think when if when we go to another city, we're going to be frustrated after hours by the and honestly even more than after hours, one of the things that I love about the trade shows is the before hours. Getting up early, going to going to one of the places and sitting down with Jack Tarano and Hector Alfonso and John McTavish having a cigar with coffee early in the morning before the trade show floor opens, that's going to be even harder to find at the, uh, at a city other than Las Vegas. I agree. Yeah. And that's going to, that's going to be not, I'm not saying it's a deal breaker for me, but that, that early morning cigar, the morning, you know, morning two, morning three, morning four, the trade show, Mm -hmm. that's, that's how I like reset, you know, cause I I'm up super late, but for whatever stupid reason, my body wakes me up early in the morning. Even if I hit it hard the night before, my body still wakes me up and is like, it's six, it's time to go have a cup of coffee and a cigar. And if I can't have a place to do that in new Orleans or Nashville, I'm going to be an unhappy camper. Mm, we so. don't want to see that. Well, to, I mean, to, to piggyback on what Matt was saying. So many people know I've been in recovery for a long time and there's kind of this, uh, little saying that, um, after a meeting, either AA or NA or whatever, um, the meeting after the meeting is just as important. The, the fellowship after that meeting and, um, that theme has played out in a lot of other areas that go beyond recovery. Um, and that's true for, you know, what Matt was saying after the trade show floor to go out and network and, and have community with, with others in the industry, that's equally as important as everything else that's going on the trade show floor. And if you can't do community in the same way that we've been used to, or, um, that will affect the success of a trade show. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I think it. that well, I was Scott say- Pierce came into. Sorry, I think Scott Pierce came into his role in the PCA at a time after this long-term contract was already signed with the the Sands Convention Center, now the Palazzo Convention Center. Yep. It was a terrible contract. Scott didn't. That's not Scott's doing. It's a contract that was already in place. Um, but there, I mean the uh, the Las Vegas Convention Center is. For the and I'm talking about the convention. I'm not talking about the hotel that's attached to it. 
the Las Vegas Convention Center is a really good venue. Yeah. It's spacious. They allow you to smoke. It's easy access. Um, and there are dozens upon dozens, hundreds of hotels in the area. And so many places to gather. Yep. And I, the, I, I think it's cool to go to other cities and explore other cities. And I love that. But for the PCA trade show, I, I just believe Las Vegas is the best place to do it. I really, would I like it to be in a time when it's not 125 degrees out? Yes, I would. I would prefer that. Um, but as far as a, a location in the United States, I, I haven't seen any analysis that shows me that Las Vegas is not the best place. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, too, I mean, who who is the largest number of, of people who actually attend the trade show? It's not us, the media, and it's yeah. not the manufacturers. It's the retailers who come. It's so absolutely the retailers. They're like the biggest customer, right? So it's like And they should and they should be the target audience. That should be in the piece and I I believe that Scott and his team currently at the PCA, that's what they've been Sorry about that. Um it sucks because we had everyone on here and we had all the viewers <laughs> and like now it's I don't know what happened. They're coming back. They're I don't know what yeah. I don't know I what happened. Just, yeah. It's never happened before. Literally, that's the f in in three years of doing this. That's the first time that this has happened. Um, that that sucks. Um, it's probably the cat. No, I well, no. I'll just if just to finish my thought. Um, just to finish my thoughts, so so um, we can move on. I I think S Scott and his team have done a great job of putting the the focus and and knowing understanding that the target audience of the PCA trade show should be the retailers. And I think that's important. I think they, I, I believe they do have that focus. Um, would I like to see some more glitz and glamor and flash um, similar to what we see at the TPE trade show? Uh, yeah, I would, but I understand that that costs a lot of money. Yep. Um, but I, and I've changed my mind on this over the years that uh, I used to say, no, the PCA should save every penny they have on lawyers and and all that but i do think it is worth spending extra money on uh some events for the retailers and the um um the people who attend the pca trade show to have what i continue to call unmissable events whether it's you know an opening night party party that you just you actually look for because we know we look forward to the opening night party at the TPE every year because that opening night party at TPE is absolutely off the hook. And the opening night party at PCA is a little bit more reserved. It's a, and maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know, but, um, I, I'm just saying, I think it may be worth a few extra dollars to, to, because it happens one year. And then people are like, yeah, I can't believe you, uh, you didn't go to PCA. And then they're like, oh, I, I don't go to PCA because it's kind of boring. And and then they're like, no, it's not boring anymore. It's uh, it's absolutely out of control. It's a great time, blah, blah, blah. And I think 
it's not going to happen overnight, but I think if they're willing to and able to, and I don't know the able to, cause I, I, you know, but if they're willing and able to put some more money into, you know, just making it so that the, the retailers just say, I cannot miss the PCA trade show. I can't miss it. Um, not because of deals, not because of any of that, because this community event that they have is just so vital to my relationships with the other people in this business that I cannot miss it. Yep. Well, I was going to say, you know, um, you know, before we kind of wrap up here, uh, one of the things I was actually talking to Skip Martin recently, and he, he actually mentioned something to me that I've kind of was interesting. Um, he was like, you know, he listens, as you guys know, he listens to a lot of shows. Um, and you know, he had said to me, he's like, Hey, you know, you, a lot of you guys like to talk about the trade show or whatever. And like, that's cool for those of us who are involved in that, but for the average consumer, like they don't go to that show. So like, you know, how, how does any of that stuff really affect them? And I think, you know, a good way to, to tie into the point he was trying to make, uh, as a reminder to those who, who have nothing to do with the trade show, you know, just their average consumer, you know, when a trade show doesn't go well, you know, and people don't come to the trade show, right? Uh, for a, a customer, an average consumer who goes into a cigar store, you know, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they don't get as many, you know, new cigars, you know, that maybe they would have found by exploring the trade show floor. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll just reorder kind of like what, you know, they already have. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a retailer doesn't attend the trade show and they, they don't go around and they, and they meet, they meet new companies, they meet new brands, they try new stuff and go, Hey, you know what? Let's bring them in and try them out. You know? They might not do that. You know what I'm saying? You know, they, they might just be like, hey, we're just going to order more of the stuff we already have. And, you know, especially if you're someone who likes to try new stuff and you really like to explore cigars and, you know, and your shop's not getting new stuff in because the owner's like, you know, we don't really go to the trade show anymore because it sucks to go to. And, you know, there's nothing to do outside the trade show and it's just a waste of money. And so we don't go. And, hey, they might not get stuff. Um, you know, they, they might miss out on PCA exclusives. They might miss out. And I know, like Matt said, it's not really about the deals. Um, but you know, just like the, the type of products that maybe they will buy, maybe they discover. Um, so I, I think there's a, there's a little bit of that too. Um, if the show's not enticing enough or it seems valuable enough for a retailer to come to, then, you know, it's going to affect you know, what's in the store and that's what affects the average consumer. Yeah. So again, I think that's why it's important for the consumer, uh, to kind of, you know, pay attention to what goes on with the trade show that, you know, obviously what's coming out at the trade show you can, you know, that way you can see what your retailer may be buying. And if they don't, you can find another retailer who does, or you can tell them like, Hey, like this is coming out. Are you guys going to buy that? Are you guys going to carry that? Or, you know, and if maybe the retailer sees that there's interest from the customer base, like, Oh, you know, a lot of people keep asking us about this cigar, this brand that, you know, we don't carry, but you know, people keep asking us about it. So maybe we should go over there and check it out. Maybe we should try it out because, you know, it sounds like people are waiting to buy it. Um, and that's why it's also important that anything we talk about on the show, um, that, you know, I know certain parts maybe don't affect you, but when it comes to the actual stuff that's being shown or presented or sold at the show, um, you know, take that information, go to your local retailer, be like, oh, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about this cigar. Do you guys have this? No, we don't. Oh, well, you know, is that something you guys might be bringing in? Like, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, retailers buy stuff they think are going to sell, but you know, if enough people get together, like, Hey, we really, you know, we, we want this cigar. I mean, they're going to be like, all right, there's a demand for it. We're going to buy it. You know, if, you know, if they can get their hands on it. But, um, 
so I think that's to kind of answer Skip's point. I mean, that's that's the part for the average consumer that I think um, means the most. Um, yeah. And I think that's also what we try to provide here. So. Yeah. As you guys do too on how about that cigar? You guys do you know the same thing we do you know all but a little bit different but you know the the objective is the same right so. Yeah. Um, yep. But no, I mean that's in a nutshell. I think that's the the Cliff Notes version of the show that I wanted to do tonight. Um, I know it's getting a little late. We start a little bit late, and then we kind of got into our conversation. So I didn't want to keep you guys too late either. So um, I think I'm going to wrap up the show there. I uh, I apologize for the interruption. I don't know what that was all about. Our program just randomly quit just right in the middle. But it seems to me like the same feed reconnected once I started again. So that's actually good. So yep, it's all it in the same spot. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't expect that. So <laughs> thank God for oh. that. But uh, Matt and Garrett. Thank you for being here on the show with us tonight. Uh, really appreciate it. I know it was last minute. I know you guys had other plans and you guys had to change. So I, I, I really appreciate you doing that. You didn't have to. So I, I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you, brother. And, uh, you know, we're always here for you and vice versa. You've uh, pitched it for us uh, <clears throat> in the past. And, yeah, we are grateful to uh, do that for you. Absolutely. And I'm excited that all of you guys are going to be at the trade show this year. That's Yes. I'm excited. Yes. Very grateful. I already got a lot of things cranking out in my head. Of like, you know, <laughs> we'll talk about it later, but I'm very excited. I have some ideas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew Garrett was going to be there, but you and Justin, I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't know. So now I assume Justin's going to be there too, right? He, he's coming. Oh yeah. Of course. All, right. All right. Good. He's, good. A, he's a vital part of the operation. Good. Absolutely. Good. He needs to be there. Uh, and then Mitchell yes. will be there. Mitchell will be making his full uh, PCA show debut. It'll be the first Yay! time Nicole misses a show, uh, but she's got a pretty pretty good excuse. So uh, she has a fantastic excuse. She sure does. Yeah, she's got a very good excuse. But there will be four of us at the trade show, so I'm very excited. <laughs> we won't be we won't we won't be doing uh, we won't be doing two this year. I did, I didn't want to roll the dice on that again uh, after last year. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things where, like, I, I probably could have, but I it, last year it was like, you know, when you drink something, like, very specific, like a, like a vodka or something, <laughs> and um, you get too drunk and sick on it. You're like, I can never drink that again. That was like me. It scared me. I'm like, I can't do this again. I got to bring more people. <laughs> I'm just, I'm too afraid. <laughs> so um, yeah. very excited, very excited. Um, guys, stay tuned for more. Uh, of our discussions on the PCA trade show. We'll probably touch a little bit of it this week on spare notes. And then uh, part two of our PCA pregame coverage will take place at the end of the month. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do there, but it will be uh, PCA pregame as always. And don't forget to like and subscribe everywhere you can find your podcast, all of our social media at Smoking Tobacco. And we'll see you on Saturday night with William Cooper, myself, and Mitchell for spare notes. Take care, everybody. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.